Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Okay. All right. Um, if if I'm understanding correctly, I think I did this wrong last week. But if I'm understanding correctly, the um, teachings for this week are being lone, being single versus um, not single, and value and belief, value and worth in the uh, new Jesus teaching. So, real quickly. Uh, being living alone, single or not, um, there's pros and cons both ways. And, and lots of people who are single don't want to be and think they'd be happy if they weren't single. And a lot of people who aren't single aren't happy and think they would be more happy if they were single, but for whatever reason, they're staying together anyway for other reasons. And, uh, I believe it can go either way. I believe you can be happy single. I believe you can be happy, obviously, with someone else in a committed relationship. But what you need, no matter which of those you're in, is to live the positive life where you're going to experience excitement, adventure, love, joy, peace, pain, tears, yeah, the whole thing, but you're going to have a life so full, it's busting at the edges, no matter which of those you do. But there are a lot of common sense things that, uh, that people seem to not realize who are in either relationship or single and unhappy about it. So watch the teaching. I tried to do a lot of research to determine what those things are that are um, problems in both situations and, and what has to happen 
you know, for you to be in happy and healthy, your best life. The value and worth, um, and I apologize for the length of this. I keep saying these are going to be short, and they haven't yet. My intention is uh, to start that with the one this week. Um, but the teaching you saw on YouTube, or if you go there now, if you haven't seen it, it's it's long, and I apologize for that, but I didn't know how to do this one short because everything in your life is about what you value and how you measure worth, both in yourself, in your career, in your relationships, in your hobby time, in everything. Every, everything is determined by what you value most and, um, and the method in which you determine worth or no worth, okay? And it's all about your beliefs. Um, God said that in the Bible. Bruce Lipton said that from Stanford Medical School. Uh, many others in all walks of life, all faiths, uh, pretty much everything you can find, uh, whether your life is a wonderful one or a tragic one, is by and large determined by your beliefs and and how you act on those beliefs, okay? And it's absolutely crucial. And I don't know that you can ever change anything until you change a belief first. I, I, I remember years ago, and a lot of you probably are sick of hearing this story. I've told it in uh, at least one of my books and a number of times outside of the books that I was having dinner with Mark Victor Hansen, the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, and he said, Alex, do you know what the top-selling category of books is every year? And I said, no, and he said, diet and weight loss. I said, oh, okay, I can see that. Then he said, Alex, do you know who buys the diet and weight loss books this year? No, Mark, I don't. And he said, same people that bought them last year. And the people that buy them next year will be the people that bought them this year because they don't work. So there's a big, big difference in living your life trying but not doing what works. And that's one of the biggest things I find with my clients and have over 30 years is I would probably say virtually all of my clients over those years were trying. So what does that tell you? If I have thousands of clients, all of them are trying, but virtually none of them are happy, content, fulfilled, etc. Well, to me, it says they're not trying the right thing. And I believe that is the case. To, to make any kind of change in your life that is significant and positive, you all, I'm not going to say 100%, but probably 99%, you've got to change a belief before you are able to do that. And the negative beliefs that you have, and we all have them, your unconscious mind prioritizes them over the truth and the positive beliefs because they're connected to your survival instinct, okay? So if your positive belief says, no, I'm not going to eat a half gallon of ice cream today because I'm trying to lose weight, 
all right? Your unconscious mind, which is a million times more powerful than your conscious intention, says, no, 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 things are okay. Have, have the half gallon today. We'll start it tomorrow. We'll start that tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. Or it comes, but then six months later, you're right back into the same routine and overweight again. Why? Because you didn't do it right. You didn't change the belief first. All right? So the teaching this week in the New Jesus is how to diagram any belief for any area of your life that's causing you problems and then how to start working to fix it. And um, I give 10, count them, 10 different diagnostics in this week's teachings for you to determine exactly where you are in your life then how to diagram a belief that's causing you problems, and then how to fix that belief, change that belief, so that you absolutely can lose weight and become uh, much more healthy. Or you can start working uh, toward an another job that you've always wanted to do. Or you can start interacting with someone who your relationship is not what it should be in order to improve it and do it the right way so that you end up closer than ever, all right? So uh, I apologize for it being long, but I don't think there's any way I could have done all three of those things in any less time. The 10 diagnostics, the belief diagramming, and then the actual treatment to start to change those beliefs to what is true and uh, what will cause you to be successful if you follow that path. So um, that's it for me, Johanna, if anyone has a question or comment. Uh, okay, Alex. Well, um, I believe this, this teaching was also called Real Change. Is that correct? No, it wasn't. That was, I think that was, well, I don't know. Okay, well, I'm on, I'm on YouTube right this second. It does. It says real change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does say real change. Okay, so that's the right one. But, but on, on YouTube, it said, well, it says real change there too. Okay, so, yeah, that's the name of it. I'm sorry. Value and worth is more once you start playing it, it'll tell you some of that stuff. But yeah, you're right. The name of it is Real Change. Well, we have a question. Were you able to read the question that Marilyn sent in? I read it an hour or two ago. I have not read it recently. Do you have it in front of you? Yes, I do. Let okay, go ahead and read that again. It says, on the Real Change video, Alex asks, how do you have change? And then says that the number one thing to him is to get right with God. Yeah. If you need to repent, confess, oh. ask for forgiveness, etc., do it. Get right with God. That is first. But yeah. He also says, but he also says later in the video, these mess ups are built into us. God knew we couldn't do it right. God knew me. He loved me, and He paid my price all before the foundations of the world. So the problem was never built or sin. So my question is, God knew I can't do it right. So why do I need to confess, repent, and ask for forgiveness? 
Yeah. Me and my husband love God, loving Jesus, and living in the now as best I can. Why is that not being right with God? Yeah, great question. And to me, the stuff that feels religious, in quotation marks to me, is, okay, you have to go to church once or twice or three times a week. You have to read your Bible X amount. You have to um, do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then what I call love A versus love B, where the way I'm living is if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I get bad. All right? That's all religious. And, and, and this is involved in every religion, including Christianity, that I've ever seen. All of that stuff. All right. To me, what I'm talking about is a relationship with God. All right. Um, and in a relationship, Johanna, if if I do something um, in my relationship with you, Johanna, that causes you extra work, or that makes you feel bad about yourself, or that I was supposed to do uh, for something you and I are working on together, but I didn't get it done, or I didn't get it done right, well, what is, if I want to maintain a good relationship with you, Johanna, what is, what is, what do I do if I make a mistake, and somehow it hurts you, what is the normal thing for me to do, Johanna? What would you think? Well, no, what I'm saying is, I'd say I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, good cow. Um, uh, when I was, when I was, this may have been, this, this movie may have been made before I was born, but when I was really, really little, there was this movie called Love Story with Ryan O'Neill and someone else. And the main line of the entire movie, and they emphasized it several times, is love means not having to say you're sorry, okay? Well, let me just tell you, that is the biggest crock of baloney I've ever heard in my life. Now, maybe if you're in a fantastic relationship where you both totally, almost 100%, get each other, can finish each other's sentences, stuff like that, in a situation like that, maybe you don't have to say you're sorry because they know you are. But even in that situation, you would still say, I'm sorry. Even if you know they know you're sorry. Okay? It, it's kindness. It's, it's courtesy. It's, it's uh, treating someone else like I would want to be treated. Okay? So to me, it's not religious at all. It's saying, oh, Father, I am so sorry. I know I was not supposed to do that, and I just messed up. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And then the very next thing is thank you so much for having paid for that already so that, you know, I can be not guilty immediately. But to me, now everyone defines religion in different ways, but to me, that's kind of how I see it, and it's not religious at all to me. It's saying I'm sorry to somebody that I love that is the least that I would do in any relationship with someone that I love is say I'm sorry if I 
mess up something. So I don't see that as religious at all. I see that as one of the most common things you would do with anyone on planet Earth that you love, or even if it doesn't rise to the measure of love, you would still say, I'm sorry. Unless it's like an enemy that you just want to offend. So, to me, that's not that's not a have-to, like if you do this, you're going to hell or something. I don't think that's true at all. I think it's just what you do in a relationship. If you offend the other person or make a mistake that causes the other person trouble or whatever. So, to me, that's about, that's 100% about relationship, not religion. So happy for California. change in two weeks or less. With some, it's, with some, it's a day. It, it, it really, to, to me, it really depends on how controlling is this person versus a person who is extremely trusting. That's the continuum. If a person is extremely controlling, it takes longer. If a person is very open and trusting, it may take a day or two, but but on average, two weeks or less, and that's to change and that's to change one major belief. Yeah, it absolutely will. Every belief is usually made up 
of a whole bunch of different data points from a number of different memories. So this was passed down from my ancestors. I don't even know what that is, but it affects my feelings and thoughts and my unconscious. There's some that is unconscious to me, even though it happened in my life because I was real young or because it was traumatic and I've repressed it. Um, there's a whole bunch that I do remember, all right, but I may not remember the truth of it. You know, the recent research says 50% of what we believe is not true. Um, but, yes, all of those different events and memories and people and things that have happened to us, things we've watched on TV, things we've imagined, all of that is in our memories, and the beliefs come from the memories. So we may have 5,000 memories that, have, that say something about, um, oh, what's the topic? Money. Money. We may have 5,000 different memories that say something about money. And in those 5,000, some directly contradict each other. Like one belief might say, man, money is the key to life. Get as much as you can and never look back. The other one says, oh, money can be one of the worst things in your life. If you get focused on money and not people, boy, be really careful about prioritizing money. Well, those two beliefs conflict. That I mean, they're mutually exclusive. You can't believe both of those at the same time. So what happens, unfortunately, is the negative belief with the lie in it gets prioritized by the unconscious, so it gets moved up into the top 10 when it comes to money. And, and the, net, the positive one that is the truth does not get bumped up to the top 10. It may be in the bottom 10 or the bottom 20. And so we tend to have a skewed version of things, most of us, um, without even trying to, just by the, by the devolution of our memories, the way it's happened over thousands of years. Um, but anyway, to, to change that, you've kind of got to get all of it out on the table, so to speak, and see what, kind of put your memories all out on the table in some way, shape, form, or fashion, and then just sort of pray and meditate over them every day. And one of the secrets I found is do not try to change a belief with your willpower. It'll backfire almost every single time. No. Plus, you can't. You're, I mean, you might, you might think it's changed, but then in six months it comes right back because it wasn't really ever changed. What you do is you pray and meditate over it every day just like clockwork, like brushing your teeth or something, and one day you will discover yourself having a changed belief. And it'll be, oh, wow, look at that. I, I believe this now about this thing. I don't ever remember believing this, but it feels good, and okay, let's go. When that happens, it's almost always permanent and...